Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Oh Bhaktivinoda Oh Premandi So good evening everyone We continue our discussion of Chaitanya Charitamrita and we're reading from the 11th through excuse me the 13th chapter and this is the beginning of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami's reciting the somewhat for the most part chronological the, the narrative of the uh, life, the Leela of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Vishwam Bar Mishra Ki Jai. And uh, we've heard, of course, that the Leela is divided into three sections Adi, Madhya, and uh, Antya, beginning, middle, and end, with an emphasis on the middle, which the way is emphasized. And um, and here, in this section, Krishnadas is giving a synopsis of the Adi Lila. And in the context of this synopsis, we've heard the, in a, in a very uh, cryptic way, the internal reasons for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent, and in the cryptic way, the external reasons for his descent. The internal reasons beginning in Vrindavan, in, in, in Krishna's exploration of curiosity, I should say, about the nature of Radha's love for him, what it must be like to experience himself from her vantage point, and the external reasons, <clears throat> her external reason for his descent has to do with the compassion of Advaita, who is an incarnation of Mahavishnu, who is compassion of Narayan personified, hmm? presiding over the jagat of the world, hmm? and, and the plight of the jivas. The plight of the jivas is, of course, an issue that uh, many people uh, are concerned with, either within Gaudi Vaishnavism or all across the whole religious uh, landscape, why people in the world are suffering if God is good, and so on and so forth. I had the opportunity to talk with some of the, all the devotees at Audaria this, this afternoon, and uh, this was discussed, so, it was, so it's come up a little bit on my mind as I talk about it. I related there that um, perhaps the most valuable thing to us is our will, our free will. Without it, we would just be insentient, inert matter. And so, we are endowed with will, and that is the most precious thing. Now, if God is to manifest a world in which there are jivas endowed with will, then for us to, at the same time, expect Him to make it possible that no one will ever make wrong choices. It's like asking God to make a round square or a square circle. <laughs> it's a silly question, you understand, the two. If you're going to have jivas with will, then a, a natural consequence is going to be at times uh, they're going to make wrong choices. And this is the emphasis of the Gita, 
of course, in the fifteenth chap- fifth chapter, the fifth verse, this is discussed uh, that the, the the plight of the jivas is their own doing, it's their own exercise of of will. Some people give up a theistic idea because they can't deal with the fact that, that there's a world of suffering and uh, and feel that if there was a God, then there couldn't be. But if you give up the God idea and the idea along with it that there's an atma that's supernatural and so forth, then you turn yourself into insentient matter and uh, it doesn't really matter <laughs> what you're saying. Your, your argument doesn't really... It's just some... Well, it's no different than the sound of the, the rain we're just hearing now in late in early January on the rooftops, which is a beautiful thing here, rare occasion, this far into the into the spring. So we have will. Modern atheistic people tend, tend to question that, but that's just a little bit overthinking. There's no will, there's no meaning, so let's not argue about it. If you think there's no will, there's nothing to argue about. There's no meaningful discourse that follows that uh, that uh, premise. So, at any rate, the world and the plight of the jivas for their choices, which we call karma, and the opportunity for Vishnu to be beneficent and compassionate and bestow mukti and manifest the Vedas and uh, descend in the form of the Panavatars and so forth. Mm. And... Advaita, we're hearing about, because it was explained that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Krishna in Vrindavan, when he decided to descend for internal reasons, or to pursue these internal reasons, that the, the consequence of which was necessity of another leela in human society. That's a consequence, because uh, it's thought that Krishna descended prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, and there were problems that arose in the Leela in terms of his desire to taste love. The problem being that he saw that Radha's love exceeded his. And this this Leela is, is thought to be played out more fully in the human society because humans love in ways that does not take place on any other of the lokas or planes of consciousness, planets, if you like, that are described in the Bhagavatam. There's Tapa Loka, Siddha Loka. They're not loving one another there. <laughs> They're doing Tapa and uh, austerity and meditating and so forth. In Brahma Loka, you don't have these kind of romances um, and, and so forth. In heavenly planets, some semblance, but it's not like in, in, on earth because there's no negative consequences that are immediately experienced. The ups and downs of of love and so forth. So, human society is the perfect place. In this sense, Gaudi Vaishnava is rather human-centric. It's rather a glorification of, of humanity, and uh, in a sense. And it speaks to us about the fact that our penchant for and our drive for love can be uh, fulfilled. We simply need to repose it in the right object. Now, a fellow recently uh, was brought to my attention, wrote a comment to my recent article published on Huffington Post about the Bhagavad Gita and the apparent violence in it and so on and so forth. 
And the article uh, spoke uh, in some measure about detachment and how that is a step in the direction of loving and so forth. The fellow commented that uh, he could understand that to some extent, that um, by detachment and stepping back, we go to the underlying reality of, of consciousness and we have love on that basis for everyone but the individual loving between humans, between husband and wife, between parents and child and so forth seems to be uh, done away with by that. So uh, he was just kind of musing about that and uh, and thinking about that and thinking that it was, you know, it was kind of a, a, an expensive trade-off in a sense. It's a... Uh, course, we don't see it like that. And, and, and also to further uh, reply to that, if you will, I, I think that, especially in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the idea is that, yes, well, in any sense, if you love your wife, hmm, then, then it's very likely that you don't love somebody else's wife. Hmm? So it becomes a smaller idea of love. Uh, people may put the, a person may put the concerns of his or her family somewhat on the back burner for the sake of the nation. Hmm? And, and now the family becomes, you know, public and subject to attacks and so on and so forth, but there was a higher cause and so on. So this principle of sacrificing, if you will, Detachment is same tied to the same principle. Obviously, even on in, within human scale and the human range, um, is acknowledged to be something that is a step forward into a larger circle of loving. Hmm? And and so, from the Vedanta perspective, this is the biggest step, and so forth. However, in the context of Gaudiya Vaishnavism especially in relation to other Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Hmm. Certainly we can, we can be detached and attached to them at the same time because the devotees of Krishna are equally worthy of being objects in which we can repose our love as is Krishna. Of course, it depends on how much they're actually Vaishnavas and how mature they are and so on and so forth. Uh, so you can actually have friends Supposed to speak in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you can, you can, in the highest sense, there is the love of Krishna in the Leela, and then there is the love between the devotees in the Leela. Nanda Maharaj loves Yasoda, hmm? but they, both of their love is more focused on Krishna than on one another, and, uh, and so forth. So, you don't find this in other schools of Vedanta. But besides that, hmm, um, I believe that when we step into a larger circle, if you will, of love, or a deeper penetration into what we are, hmm, and love on that basis, um, and our love expands then, for example, to universal <laughs> compassion for the, for the plight of all jivas, it doesn't mean that we have no affection for those who are close to us, family members, and no or, or no 
concern for their the details, if you will, of their suffering, and that we don't tender to them when we can. Hmm? Um, in other words, yes, there is a shadow, if you will, of love, and there is the real substance of love. But the shadow of love is also included within the substance of love. So if I know I'm an Atma, hmm, and you are, and I have universal love, there are many, many examples uh, of this, of um, within Vaishnavism, in married persons, hmm, um, for example, with children, Bhakti Vinod had so many children, hmm, he cared about them on a human level as well. And in other words, we may have deeper knowledge and experience, but we also acknowledge that we ourselves are also at the same time in human dress, and we carry out um, dutifully our obligations there and show affection and so on and so forth. But we, well, we have a higher, we're anchored somewhere else at the same time. So the two, anyway, are not, uh, one does not liquidate the other. Hmm? Yes, we do look beyond the surface of love, uh, of, of superficial love, which is attachment. Hmm? We become detached. We're in a better position to love the person for what they are and to um, even help them to pursue their own interests rather than just seeing them as an object to, to fulfill my mentally uh, conceived um, necessities and so on and so forth. So. So at any rate, um, here we find a discussion of the elders of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the external reason is uh, described. Um, in other words, Mahaprabhu Krishna this was to appear in, in human society, and so before he appeared, the arrangement was made for his elders to come, his Guru Paramparadvaita, Ishwar Puri, Madhavendra Puri, uh, Jagannath Mishra, Sachimata, Keshava Bharati, uh, and so on, all these elders, they appeared first. So it is in the context of talking about the elders that now Krishna has emphasized the position of Advaita, who is the principal Vaishnava Navadweep, at whose home the kirtans were being performed, who was speaking from a devotional perspective on the Gita and the Bhagavatam, and they were absorbed in Harikata and the bliss of all of this, but he had, as Krishna Das says, some sorrow at the same time. What is that? Hmm? The chanting is not working? No, he had sorrow for those who were bereft of the of, of the, uh, the company of the Vaishnavas and the sweetness of the teaching and and the practices and so forth. So this is the character of the Vaishnava. And what did he do then? He called for Krishna to appear to remedy the situation. He's Mahavishnu. He's calling for the Yuga Avatar, but he's calling Krishna himself because his calling, if you will, which was corresponding with the time of the Yuga Dharma, also corresponded with Krishna's internal reasons for descending. Hmm? And so, he, what did he do? We heard in our last class that he worshipped Krishna with Tulsi and the water from the Ganges. Hmm? Simple. Patram pushpam palam toyam. Krishna says, You may bhakti prachati dharam bhakti paritam ashnami prayatatmana. Offer me one leaf 
or one flower, hmm, or one drop of water, hmm, or one fruit with bhakti. If a real devotee, a real bhakta offers me that with bhakti, he says, Ashnami, I'll eat it. There's different ways to understand that. It means, literally, I'll eat it, but it could be interpreted as being, I will accept it, because you generally don't eat leaves. Um, but some of the commentators have said, but it also can be translated as, eat it, that he will even eat as he did in the case of Bedura's wife, who was stunned by his appearance in her house hmm, in Hastinapur, where he had been invited by Duryodhana, the king, for a royal feast. He skipped the feast and went straight to Vidura's house. Vidura was not home. His wife was there, and Krishna said, Feed me, I'm hungry. She said, I haven't got anything here. He said, There's some bananas. So she began peeling the bananas, and in her ecstasy, thinking Krishna's in my house, asking for bananas, she was feeding him the peels and throwing away the bananas. And he was eating the peels. Hmm. So this is Krishna. He said to be Babagrahi Janardana. He who accepts the spirit of the offering. Hmm? So if our heart is in the right place, that is all important. Now the verse that corresponds with what the Vedic did also says, Ashnami Prayatatmana. The Prayatatmana means it should be offered in a proper way. This refers to the technicalities of Archan. So they should be clean on time and so on and so forth. Um, but it doesn't, that doesn't preclude uh, offering from the heart being accepted. But with regard to Archan, those things should be in place and we should learn those things um, to, to do it technically, if you will, in the right way. But if it's technically in the right, done in the right way, but the heart is not in the right place, then will it be offered? Let's give an example. Hmm? A man comes to the temple, stands in front of the deity, does the archman, offers a flower, hmm? and his heart, he's praying, Oh, Krishna, please give me money. Here's the flower. He does it perfectly. Hmm? Mother Yasoda, on the other hand, hmm? she is chasing Krishna with a whipping stick and tying him up. Hmm? She didn't seem to do it right. <laughs> but why is she tying up? Because she's afraid he might run away. Hmm? And the thought that she won't have him to pamper and care for and love is is so overwhelming that she she tied him up hmm? after she had chastised him for doing wrong things. Hmm? So this is a nice example of contrast. Her heart is in the right place. And see the form, the way, the form in which her worship is 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 being expressed in a way in which in the land of spiritual rules by Kuntha, the people are shocked. You can't do that. You can't act like that with Krishna. He's one of the avatars of Narayan. He should be worshipped properly, so on and so forth. So this is Golok. This is a very special place. This is the, the ideal of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So anyway, wait is calling him. Hmm? Krishna. And he's coming in this particular form to act as the Yuga avatar and to fulfill his internal desires. And so the story goes on again. This is a synopsis of the Adi Lila. So he mentions Jagannatha Mishra Putni Sachira Udari Ashtakanya 
Kami Huila, Janmi Janmi Mori, who is telling the story. Jagannath Mishra, who is the husband of Sachi. Hmm. Uh, these two are very uh, important people. They're mentioned here as persons who appeared, obviously, before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, to play the role in Leela of his mother and father, and they're identified with uh, Jagannath, with Nanda Maharaj and Vasudev, and Satchimata with Yashoda, Mai. Hmm. We know that uh, Jagannath Mishra passed away in the Leela before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas. And this has been questioned, what's the significance of that? And so I would like to say something about that tonight. Um, And in the context that we should say something about Sachi, we have to... uh, uh, The name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sachinandan is a famous name. Um, and she holds a very special position amongst the Vaishnavas. With the passing of Jagannath Mishra, her plight became considerable. Hmm? And with Mahaprabhu's taking sannyas, that much more. Hmm? She had no son to take to help assist her, and her husband was gone. Her elder son had taken sannyas and, and passed away also. Hmm? Her plight is significant. Um, Rupa Goswami, in his uh, verse, in which, in in his dramas, in which he identifies Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the deity presiding over his work, his Namaskar verse, has referred to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Sachinandan. Hmm? We spoke a little bit about this verse in terms of the gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Anarpita charyam charat karnayabhatena kalosamara pahitam unatoljra rasam sabakti sriyam hari purata sundar yuti kadambasan dipitaha sadarudaya kandare spuratova sachinandana. So he's, after speaking about the gift of Mahaprabhu coming in Kali Yuga, rarely given, the highest jewel of, of, of rasa to the world, that he himself is relishing, and Rupa Goswami says, May that son of Sachi, who gives the bliss to Sachi, reside, appear, spurato, appear in the cave of your heart. Hmm? It's a dark place. May he illuminate it. Hmm? In the commentary of Krishnadas, who uses this verse in his own book, Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the Mangalacharan, he uses it there as an Ashirvad verse, a verse giving blessings to the reader which the verse obviously does. Hmm? Um, he explains that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu roared in Kirtan like a lion. Hmm? And he was lion-like in his, in his presence, hmm? kind of in a, a commanding kind of way. And a lion is said with his roar to be able to scare away an elephant, which is a huge animal. And so, in the cave, in the darkness of our heart, there are many vices that have, are residing. So he makes a prayer. May Sachinandam roar in Kirtan, and then that roar enter your heart and scare away all the vices 
elephantine-like vices, which are very big to us. They're huge obstacles. Hmm? And if he, if, he, if he will appear in your heart, as Krishna is invoking the verse, may he do so. And Rupa Goswami is saying, may he do so. May you be blessed in this way. Uh, then, then there is great hope, great hope, that these elephantine-like advices and desires and so forth will be, will be chased away. And the dark cave of the heart will be illumined. Hmm? Rupa Goswami is, 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 is saying this, praying this, say, glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like this. And in, in doing so, he invokes the name Sachinandana. Sachinandana. Hmm? What is he thinking? Hmm? He's thinking how Vishwam Mishra, the family name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was so happy in Navadweep. He was a boy who had everything. He was so popular, hmm? like the valedictorian, the quarterback on the team and more. Hmm? Uh, a great scholar, very handsome, uh, had a great sense of humor, <laughs> and all good qualities, very very attractive to everyone. Hmm? And, uh, the joy of the whole of Nadia, really. Nimai Pandit, Nimai Pandit, Nimai Pandit made Navadweep famous in, in terms of scholasticism. Hmm? The wise and elderly pundit Keshav Kashmiri came there and the boy, Nimai Pandit, defeated him on the banks of the Saraswati, the banks of the Ganges, where he sat and played with his friends. Hmm? And so, uh, who makes your hometown famous is... Uh, it's certainly, his the door of every home is open to him. Such was the position of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, from Barmishra. But that son of Sachi, he loved the inhabitants of Navadweep so much, but the love that they had for him was such that at the same time he could not bear that others did not have it or opportunity to have it. And for that reason he took sannyas and left Navadweep And, having done so, what happened? By Nityananda Prabhu's tricks, he thought he was on his way to Vrindavan and he ended up in Shantipur at the house of Advaita. Hmm? In a trance, he had taken sannyas, he left, and Nityananda went after him and, and tricked him. Follow me, we're going to Vrindavan. He ended up at the house of Advaita. And... Nitai had arranged for all the devotees to come. Hmm. Mahaprabhu had left in the wee hours of the morning, and such he stood in the shadows like a stone, and Mahaprabhu walked out for us. Hmm. So Nitai, he brought everyone there except for Vishnu Priya, but Sachi came hmm. and seen them all. Mahaprabhu wept and wept. He said, What have I done? What have I done? How could I leave all of you? Hmm. All my praying bhaktas hmm? for sannyas. What is that? Hmm? It's an anga of vigyan marg. Hmm? He did it because people respect the aishvari of gyan and vairagya, knowledge and detachment. So they would show respect to him and then he could teach them bhakti, naturally. Hmm? 
there's a similar idea of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, to create a monastic order amongst the Gaudis dressed in saffron that they would stick out by their color and uniform and so on and so forth. People had respect for the saffron cloth. So, that being said, what did Mahabharu he wept, he wept and he placed himself back in the hands of Sachi and says, do, do what you want with me, whatever you want to do with me. And she reasoned that uh, what's done is done. Now you should go. But stay in Puri. We will hear about you. News will come back and forth. And the devotees go there sometimes. And so and so on. And uh, continue to be a sannyasi. So she placed himself in her hands. So Rupa Goswami is thinking about the benediction of Mahaprabhu, what he came to give, the blessing that he came to give to the people. And how... This was placed in the hands of Sachi. If she had not given her her blessing, then we would not be here today. So he says, Vasachi Nandana, may that Sachi Nandan, who was... Jiva Goswami wrote a commentary on this verse, and in that commentary he says that it was the opinion of Mahaprabhu. Whoever says Sachi, whoever says Sachi Nandan, Whoever mentions her name is is better than anyone who has cited all the Vedas. And, and to, to, whoever cries out such Nandan uh, has understood the essence of uh, can enter into the essence of all that is that constitutes Navadweep and so forth. Again and again, glorifying Sachi in this name by which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is known. So she is given the greatest gift to the world. Another second giver here amongst the elders, as it wait as a giver, hmm? drawing him here. Sachi is giving him to the world. And Sachi, what is she doing? Hmm? She's doing something that Mother Yasoda could not do. Hmm? Mother Yasoda could not give Krishna to Mathura, to Kurukshetra, to the speaking of the Bhagavad Gita and the dissemination of the teachings and the leelas by by which properly understanding um, shed reflect back and shed light on the essence of the Vrindavan leela for all of us. This is what Krishna's Dwarka and Mathura leelas are about. He goes to Mathura, he kills Kamsa and so on, and fights with Jarasa and establishes Dwarka. These leelas are all properly understood, pointing back to the Braj leela, its significance where they're waiting for his return hmm? and, and they have no life practically without him. It's showcasing the measure of their love and attachment for him and separation. So much so that when one properly understands, he, he, he reaches the conclusion that while Krishna is in Dwaraka, hmm, embraced by his queens, physically so to speak, in form, He's actually, in substance, more present in Vrindavan because he corresponds with love of himself. And the love there is such that in his absence, the girls just didn't carry on. And, well, anyway, we'll marry somebody else. Or Nanda Maharaj didn't think, let's have another son. That one's glorious. He's doing big things in the world, you know. 
okay. So on. Still we carry on with our life? No. Uddhava saw this when he returned with a message. Hmm. They were, their measure of their love and separation was extraordinary, so he could understand. Love has reached a greater pitch here, so somehow Krishna is present here, even though he's invisible. More so than he's present in Dwarka, where he appears visibly to be present. Jiva Goswami explains in Krishna Sandarbha that that the gopis would have sporty, the word is used in Rupa Goswami's verse, spurotos vasachinandana, means like like an epiphany, hmm? vision. hmm? They would have visions of Krishna, and the coward boys, visions that Krishna was there. But then they would think, oh, we're dreaming. Hmm? And in in a message Krishna sent to them, he said, I am actually there. Hmm? That's really me. But so delusional is this separation, but so um, compelling, love and separation. Uh, so, my point anyway is that these leelas hmm, are the leelas, the Dwarka leela, uh, in some respects, the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna's teaching, the basic Vedanta of the... the the the, the the lila, the theological sequel of the Bhagavatam, called the Bhagavatam, is played out. So, the Gita is an example, um, and establishing Dharma and so forth in the world. Uh, Mother Yasoda, anyway, couldn't let him go to do this. Um, uh, she, 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 she uh, uh, and that. I want to say, Krishna's leaving Vrindavan, apparently, for Mathura, corresponds with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's taking sannyas and leaving Navadweep. Mm. So it corresponds between these two, these two leelas. In one leela, hmm, Sachi has nothing to do with it. She's not a willing partner hmm, to let him go. In the other leela, she's giving the the blessing that he can go, but in the Krishna Lila, it's it's Nanda it's Nanda Maharaj. Nanda Maharaj convinces everybody. I nobody else agrees to let him go. Not his family, friends, the gopis, Mother Yashoda. Hmm? But Nanda Maharaj says, "I'll bring him right back." He has some obligation. Vasudevan and Devaki they're in prison there by this evil Kamsa. Let him go, and and certainly he'll he'll be able to plead their case, perhaps to Kamsa, hmm? um, and, and so on. So, Nanda Maharaj, he gives his blessing to it, and goes with Krishna to Mathura, with the condition that he'll he'll bring him right back. And of course, as we've heard in recent discussions. Nanda Maharaj came back without him, but nobody faulted Nanda Maharaj because they could see how 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 badly he felt and how he was bewildered, if you will, by the by the city people, Vasudeva and Devaki, who, after being freed from the prison, said, "You boy should this boy is, should be educated. He should be get get schooled now, get initiated here." And Sandeep Panimuni lives in Avanti. He's famous, and so. 
And Nanda Maharaj came back and empty-handed. So the plight of Nanda Maharaj is, is significant. Nobody faults him. We found, I think we were discussing recent days, the Brahma Gita also, where Radharani is speaking to the bumblebee and Uddhava's there and seeing this. And that there is an instance, if we follow that um, commentary uh, on that uh, chapter of the Bhagavatam by our Acharyas, there is a place in which Radharani speaks um, about Nanda Maharaj and says he's not at fault, he did that, he took Krishna away, but he's not at fault, and so look at his plight, and so on and so forth. So, here we are in Gaurlila, and Jagannath Mishra is leaving because he can't do it again. <laughs> he can't do it a second time. So, Sachi, in the form, Mother Yasoda, in the form of Sachi, she has to take the burden. She's the one who will give the, the blessing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will. It's okay, you can leave Vrindavan, take sannyas, and go and save the world. And for that, we uh, no one can criticize her. Indeed, we invoke her name, Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan. Spuratova Sachinandan. May that son of Sachi, the bliss of Sachi, appear in your heart. Hmm? So, Jagannath Mishra is mentioned here, before the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there were seven, what is it, eight daughters that were born, they died, the desire to have a son arose, and what's being described now is that not the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but the birth of his elder brother, Vishparup was his name, Vishparup Nam, hmm? and Baladev Dham. Apatya birahe mishreya dukki holaman putralagi aradila vishnura charan. Jagatmiju was very happy at the death of his daughters, one after another, therefore, desiring a son, he did puja to Vishnu's lotus feet. Tabi putra janmila vishparup nam mahagunavan tingho. Baladev Dham. So he was Vishvarup Nam Baladev Dham. He says, Thus, thereafter, a son was born. His name was Vishvarup. He was Mahagunatena. He was filled with good, with extraordinary qualities. And he was Baladev Dham. He's the very an incarnation of Baladev himself. Of course, here we find a correspondence as well with Krishna Lila, in which the partial manifestation of Baladev, Ananta, appears within uh, the heart of Devaki and prepares the ground for the appearance of Krishna. This is the work of Baladev, this is the work of the Guru, who is thought to be a, a local manifestation of the Akanda Guru Tattva, the reservoir of Guru Tattva that is Baladev or Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Baladev, of course, is the elder brother of Krishna. In that way, he's also the guru, one of the gurus of Krishna. Hmm? And um, he embodies the Guru Tattva, which is, which is effectively 
a manifestation of the Godhead acting as a servitor of the Godhead and exemplifying service. Krishna is... What is it? Savya Bhagavan and Baladeva is Sevaka Bhagavan. So Krishna is the Bhagavan who is to be served and Baladeva is Bhagavan who is acting as showing how to serve. Savya and Sevaka. So Baladeva is God, he's Krishna, but he's showing he, he, there's, there's nothing. He's connected in service with every aspect of Krishna. Hmm? He is his uh, manifest as his shoes, as his uh, crown, as his robes, uh, and uh, Nityananda is manifesting as his Mahaprabhu's Brahman thread, his shoes, his umbrella over his head. Hmm? Um, what about Madhurya Rasa? Yes, he gets out of the way, but that may go on. He blesses that also. If he's the Mariyata Purusha of Krishna, so he makes sure that Krishna behaves properly. Hmm? Why then doesn't he report? Doesn't he know? Doesn't he report his rendezvous with the gopis? Hmm? That would be improper behavior. No, he doesn't report that because he wants it to go on before he gets out of the way. Hmm? He's the one who... Mar- no, Mai is appointing you. Make sure he behaves. You're the elder brother. He doesn't report on it. He reports on other things. Krishna ate dirt. Hmm? He doesn't say, Krishna was eloping with the, with the gopis. And he does, he's quiet about that. Hmm? Until he appears as Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Then he glorifies this in the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this, this ideal. Hmm? So, as Baladeva appears before Krishna, hmm? So the Guru appears before Krishna and gives Krishna and prepares the ground in our heart also hmm? for planting the seed of bhakti. He makes the ground fertile by siksha. Hmm? And then when it's ready to receive, then he gives the seed of diksha. Hmm? So here, before the appearance of Krishna in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a manifestation, a partial manifestation of Baladeva is appearing in Sachi. Just like, as I say, Ananta was a partial manifestation of Rohini Nandan, of, of Vrindavan, Baladev, appearing in in, in, in Devaki, hmm? preparing the ground. Like, Baladev carries the plow, Haldar. So the plow is for preparing the garden, for then planting the seed. Hmm? This is his work. So, the parallel, and he appears here uh, in Gorlila, and his name is Vishwarup. Vishwarup. Hmm? Full of all good qualities. Baladev Prakash, Parvyome Sankarshan, Tena Vishper Upadan Nimitakaran. He says, This expansion of Baladev is known as Sankarshan. In the spiritual world, thus in the spiritual world, he is the ingredient and immediate cause. He's known as Sankarshan in the spiritual world, and he is the immediate and ingredient cause of the cosmic manifestation. Tangha bai bishpe kichu nahi dekit ar. 
The gigantic universal form is called Vishparup, incarnation of Mahasankarshan. Thus we do not find anything within this cosmic manifestation except the Lord Himself. Naitachitram Bhagavati hi anante jagarishpare utam protam midam yasmin Verse from Bhagavatam, coming from the 15th chapter of the 10th canto, the Dena Kasura Leela, where the, this uh, Sakyaras is very beautifully described, particularly in the, uh, in the um, Poganda age of Krishna. Poganda and, the, and just turning into Kishore age very, very beautiful chapter. That chapter begins with Krishna doing what? Glorifying Balaram. So many praises he speaks about Balaram. It's in Hasirasa. He's speaking in a joking way about Balaram and attributing to him things that Krishna himself does. Rather than glorifying himself, he glorifies Balaram and what Balaram means to the forest and and so forth and and so on and to the gopis. He's speaking in a joking way. This is in the context of their sakya rasa, that the, the secondary rasa of hasya, humor, is is manifesting. But there's another thing that Krishna is doing here because. In the Lili, speaking with all the coward boys, glorifying Balaram. Balaram is this, Balaram is that, Balaram is... All the trees are bending down, and paying their obeisances to him, just see how happy the forest is with his presence, and so on and so forth. And then he says, in that chapter he says, in a covert way, of course it's brought out by our acharyas. Now, um, excuse me for a moment, because... Uh, I've heard this morning that a famous astrologer has come to the house of so-and-so and I think that it would be improper not to go and visit with him. Of course, it would be interesting too because you know we all want to know what our future is. So I think I should go there and of course I can't go with everybody here. So I'll just take a couple like Subal and... Ujwal, Kinkini, the Priyanarmasakas. And of course, actually, he goes to Radhakund and Shamakund and meets with the gopis and so on and so forth. So he's given a big glorification of Baladev because all the other boys are going to stay behind with Baladev. <laughs> so he, 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 he paves the way for his escapades, so to speak, amidst the cowherd boys. In this one verse, he says, in the covert way, I will go there. This is the secrets of the Bhagavatam. Secrets in relation to Sakirasa brought out by our Acharyas. No one can read it like that and show in the grammar how he's saying this. This is a special, one of the specialties of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That Manjari Bhav is the most special, but these Prinamasakas, Vishwanath says in the ninth chapter, ninth canto of Bhagavatam, where the where the inhabitants are said to curse their blinking, Brahma, Brahma for creating eyes that blink. Hmm? Uh, 
it speaks about the men and women. He says, this refers to the gopis and amongst the men only the Priyanarmasakas. And they are two are more or less the same. There are differences. And the excellence or in terms of intimacy of the Manjari Bhav exceeds that, but of the Priyanarmas, but the two complement one another. And very much involved in the romantic life of Krishna. So, anyway, a beautiful chapter of the Bhagavatam. And, uh, and in, in that chapter is giving an overview, as I say, of this, this uh, Poganda and the beginning of the Kishore Leela of Krishna with regard to Sakurasa. Hmm? And in the context of that, the story of Denikasura is told. So after the killing of Denikasura, then we find this verse here. Again, going back to the beginning and glorifying Baladev. Because when they went to kill Daniel Kasura, the boys said, man, those tal fruits are so sweet. They, they, they smell so delicious that we want to taste them. If you study the language there, you see, they're saying, we want you... To, to have the pleasure of experiencing them through our, our tasting them. We want to please you. It's in, in praying. In other words, these cowherds have different desires. Hmm? But all these desires, if properly understood, they're all arising in the context of the Sarup Shakti, which is all for the pleasure of Krishna. So, although they personally want to taste the tall fruits, hmm? they understand this will be pleasing to Krishna. Hmm? And so they make a case. They've got these tall fruits were being protected by, by, by Dana Kasura and his, his friends, so no one could go there. But it's a very sweet fruit, apparently. And so the boy said, Hey, Ram, you're such a big guy. Krishna said all these things about you. But, you know, we go out and we've done, had many adventures here, and we've never seen you do anything very extraordinary. We've seen Krishna do some extraordinary things, but up to this point, Balaram hadn't done anything particular like killing this demon or that demon. Rama, Rama, Mahabaho. Oh, Ram, with the big arms. Hmm? So they're pinching the, 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 the coward ego of Balaram. Hmm? You're a big guy. This... Uh, Vira rasa, another secondary rasa, is prominent in Sakya rasa. They like to fight, especially Yudavira, play fighting and so forth. So they, they're egging him on. You're a big guy, you've got the big arms, you're the elder brother, but but who, what have you done? Hmm? Show us your power. They challenge one another like this. Of course, they have matches and and wrestling and championships and and so on and so forth. Uh, this is their, their play. This is one of the 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 um, how you say the uh, characteristics also of Sakirasa. So this chapter is just saturated with Sakirasa. This is part of the Sakirasa center of the Bhagavatam, mm-hmm. and and so they they challenge Balaram and they pinch his ego like that. So he comes forward and let us go, and then they off they are to challenge and of course defeat Dinakasura and. In the end, they didn't even eat the fruits, right? They gave them to the other inhabitants 
of the forest. And then this verse comes. So it's a kind of a verse, a beautiful verse that reflects back even on the, what the chapter begins with and 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 uh, how the chapter begins again in terms of the actual slaying of, of Danikasur with an emphasis on Balaram. And the verse says, This Balaram, Baldev, you should understand the Sankarshan. Sankarshan means to draw together that the whole cosmic manifestation, it, he's like um, woven into the cosmic manifestation like like you would weave a sweater, you know, it goes like this, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. This way and that, that way. The whoop and the wharf, something like that. Mm-hmm. As a thread of cloth, as the threads in a cloth spread, this means the woven cloth, Lengthwise and breathwise, so the personality of God. This is referring to Sankarshan Bhagavad exists directly and indirectly within everything we see in this cosmic manifestation. This is not very wonderful for him. Hmm? So, no big deal. They say, no big deal that you've killed Denikasura. Anyway, and of course, this is probably the words of Sugadev, but it's the kind of conclusion. No, so let's see who be, how big you are. No big deal. Hmm? After all, this is who he is. Hmm? This is Baldev. He is the manifester of the Dom. Hmm? He presides over the Sandini. This means the existential potency, the existence potency, from which the place, the location, the, the, uh, the domain is um, derived. So he presides over that. Hmm? And similarly then, expanding as, as Mahasankarshan f- presides in this way in Vaikuntha. And when Narayan has a desire to bestow mukti and show compassion, the manifestation of the world, hmm? he manifests the world He's behind this. Hmm? Mahasankarshan p- appears as Mahavishnu. Hmm? Um, of course, then we, we start to further identify him, give him the name of his own, Mahavishnu, and, and so forth. And, and Baladev's over here, but actually, Mahavishnu, Sankarshan, these are different expansions from Baladev. And so the Jakat, the world, and here, it's spoken of here, that he's woven throughout the world. And this is another instance in Chaitanya Charitamrita, which, um, in which Krishna's Kaviraj Swami in speaking about Baladev here, about the expansion of Baladev, Vishvarup, hmm? um, not Nityananda Prabhu, but Vishvarup, the older brother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who took sannyas and left home and passed away. Nityananda comes later. He's also the brother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just like Rohini Nandan and Yashoda Nandan are brothers, although they come from different mothers. Hmm? So, there's a parallel in that way as well. But here, um, as repeatedly, as I say, throughout Chaitanya Charitamrita Krishna Skambharas does, when speaking about Nityananda Prabhu or Baladev here, Vishvarup, the expansion, he is quick to invoke verses that speak about the ontological position of Nityananda, Baladev, Vishvarup, as you like, uh, the origin and his, and his expansions, because as we know, Nityananda were a little unorthodox and difficult to 
understand, prior to, prior to this chapter, in the fifth chapter, in the middle of his explanation of his Mongol charm, when he explains Nityanandabhu, all these verses about how he is, ontologically speaking, behind everything, is what he, uh, his own self-composed verses that he cites and, and, and explains, that we might understand the extraordinary position uh, of Nityanandabhu and have proper regard for him, because without proper regard for Nityanandabhu, heno bine nai by Radha Krishna Puribin nai. Heno bine by Radha Krishna Puribin nai. As Narottam says, without the mercy of Nityanandabhu, no one can attain Radha and Krishna. No one can understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the, is the personal testimony of Krishna as himself and Chaitanya Charitamrita. He was living in his brother's house, as related earlier. His brother didn't have respect for Nityananda Prabhu. When he realized that, he left home. As a result of that, Nityananda Prabhu came to him and gave him residence in Vrindavan. Jai Nitai. Without him, <laughs> there's no possibility of understanding Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what can we understand about about Vrindavan? Yes, it's been talked about in some ways. Obviously, before the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Leelas are there in the Bhagavatam and so But who will understand this, the real significance of this without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who empowered Rupa Sanatana and Jiva Goswami to write the commentaries that they did that give us the inside story. Hmm? And that's all coming out here in Chaitanya Charitamrita. She, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ki Jai, Krishna Kabiraj, Goswami Mahasaya, Ki Jai. Shri Vishwarup ki jai, Jagannath Mishra ki jai, Shri Sachinandan Gaurhari ki jai, Gaur Bhaktivinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.